0: Welcome to our broadcast today. I'm Jerry Seville. Thank you for joining with me. And I want to pray in Jesus' name that as you watch this broadcast today, you're going to receive some insight and some revelation that is going to help make the winner in life that God wants you to be. Praise God. If you've been watching the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the spirit of seeing and knowing. This is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm read verse one. The apostle Paul says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Then he talks about the nine basic spirit uh, gifts of the spirit. And one of those uh, that's mentioned in verse eight, it says, but to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom and to another, the word of knowledge. I learned from Kenneth Hagin many, many years ago that he began to refer to these as the spirit of seeing and knowing. In other words, having insight into God's plans, having insight into God's agenda. Why is that so important? Because I like to say it this way, if you're in the know, then you'll be in the flow. God wants you to know what he is up to, so to speak. He wants wants you to know what his plans are so that you will benefit from it. And that's what we're talking about. I'm going to take you back into our service here at Heritage of Faith where I was sharing this message and I want to encourage you to watch very closely because you're going to gain some great insight into how to flow in the spirit of seeing and knowing. I want you to open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The Apostle Paul, speaking and writing by the Spirit of God, the Bible says all Scripture's given by God. It's all inspired by God. So we know that what Paul is saying, he's not just saying from a natural human standpoint, he got it from the Holy Spirit. And it was not only good for the church at Corinth, but it's good for us today, praise God. Verse one, he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. The message translation says, I want you to be informed and knowledgeable about these nine gifts of the Spirit. And I'm not gonna take the time to to talk about each and every one of them, nor am I going to preach on each and every one of them, but I encourage you, if you've never studied them, do so. And if you don't know where to go to get some good material, Kenneth Hagin has some outstanding material that he produced years ago, Uh, Lester Summerall has some outstanding material that he produced many years ago and you can go and get it not only in book form, but you can watch it on YouTube, just put in their ministry name or their name and it'll come up and you can, you can listen to it. It's, It's great, great studies. And so notice he said, we are not to be ignorant. We are to be informed and knowledgeable. I remember back in the early days, uh, shortly after I'd come to the Lord in 69, I began reading this chapter on the gifts of the spirit and there was a a desire uh, on the inside of me to know more about them and to be used by God in them. And I didn't know a whole lot about it. And uh, so I would listen to men like Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland talk about it. I would be in meetings where Kenneth Copeland would flow in in one or more of the gifts of the Spirit, and uh, I'd hear Kenneth Hagan talking about it and so forth. And I remember, Carol and I, before we actually moved to Fort Worth, we came over to be in a service or a meeting with Brother Copeland, and he was preaching at Grace Temple, pastored by Harold Nichols. And this was back in 70, 71, somewhere along in there. And uh, we were in a morning service. And Brother Copeland was teaching on the subject of faith. And after the service, he asked us if we'd like to go to lunch with he and Gloria. And we were so honored. We didn't know them real well back then, but, but we were so honored that they'd invite us to go to lunch. And uh, at first I, I told him, you know, I, I, I said, well, because uh, I didn't have any money. <laughs> And I didn't know if he was buying, you know? And so I kind of hesitated a little bit. And uh, I said, well, uh, we'll just wait here for the afternoon service. No, come on, go to lunch with us. I'm buying. I thought, that's God. Hallelujah. (laughs) The word of knowledge is already working. Hallelujah. He picked it up in the spirit, you know? And so we went to El Chico's on Berry Street and uh, we had Mexican food. I'll never forget it. After it was over with, he said, uh, are you coming back to the afternoon service? Yes. He said, well, after the afternoon service, won't you come home with us? And uh, boy, we were so honored. We were just, you know, I was, I was new in all this and this is the man that brought the message that changed my life. And now I'm going home with Kenneth Copeland. I, it, it might as well have been Moses inviting me to come home, you know? <laughs> And so we're going home with Kenneth Copeland and he had an evening service that night. He said, now he showed us around the house and and said, now anything you want, just go to the refrigerator and get it. And he said, and here's my study. If you want to sit in here and, and study or pray or whatever, he said, but I'm going to my bedroom and pray and get prepared for the service tonight. And then, uh, when I'm done, we'll come out and we'll all go to the service together. I said, great. So I went into his study. I sat behind his desk. He had this big study Bible open and he had wide margins where he's putting all of his notes, things the Lord had given him while he was studying. And I'm reading those notes. But in a little while, he came in and he said, The Lord impressed upon me to come and talk to you and let you ask some questions that you've had on your heart. I said, Well, Brother Copeland, I'm interested in the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, How do you get to the place where God will use you in the gifts of the Spirit? I see God using you in them and Brother Hagin in them. and uh, What what do you have to do to get God to use you in the gifts of the Spirit? So he was very kind and he just shared with me, explained to me, went through them very nicely. And oh man, it was such a, a, a valuable opportunity, you know. So then we go to the service that night. And Brother Copeland's preaching along there and then he just stopped. He said, Jerry, stand up. I didn't have a clue what he's going to do. He said, prophesy. <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> he said, the, the word of the Lord's come to you. Get up and give it. I said, no. He said, come up here. I walked up there with, with, next to him. He put his arm around me, you know, and he introduced me to the church that he was preaching to, you know, the people. And he said, now this is Jerry Savell, and he, he's recently surrendered his life to the ministry and, and God wants to use him. And we've been talking about the gifts of the spirit today and and, and, and God wants to use him tonight. And, I said, and he said, now go ahead, Jerry, you have the word of the Lord, go ahead and speak it out. And I looked at him, I said, no. He said, why not? I said, I'm afraid I'll say something wrong. He said, well, then just join the club. We've all missed it a time or two. And he said, now I'm going to go ahead and give it because I know what the Lord wanted you to say. But anytime you want to interrupt me and continue it, you just take off. Well, he opened his mouth and I knew every word he was saying and I knew what was coming next but I wouldn't open my mouth. I wouldn't say it. I was, I was too afraid that I might make a mistake. And then he taught me this. The worst mistake you can ever make is be afraid of making a mistake. We're all human. We can miss it. So I determined shortly after that, that when God would want to use me that way, I was not going to hesitate Even if I made a mistake, then, you know, I just joined the club. Everybody's made mistakes, but I don't do it that often. I'm not talking about making a mistake. (laughs) I don't, I don't speak forth that often, particularly in this church with a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. And it's really because of familiarity, um, you know, I don't know everybody in here. Even though I'm the founder of the church, I don't know everybody in here. In fact, every time I do get to come and speak, and it's usually only eight or 10 times a year, you know, uh, I look around and I think, where'd all these people come from? And where'd all them others go that used to be here? You know? <laughs> Justin and Annette, they, they know the people. You know, they, they're, they're your pastors. They know you better than I do. And sometimes, you know, when I go to places to preach, the pastor wants to tell me things about people in his church. And then if the Lord wanted me to minister to them, and I'd say, stand up, uh, the Lord wants me to say this to you, they'd say, well, pastor talked to you about that before the service. Well, I'd be very hesitant to say anything because I already knew in the natural something they were going through so normally if a pastor wants to talk to me before the service I'll say I'll be happy to talk to you but don't tell me anything about the people don't tell me anything about this church because I want to hear it from the Spirit of God yeah. it's like uh, one time I was I was home and it was a, it was a Saturday morning and I got a call from a man out in California and he had he had a tremendous church it was one of the pioneers in the early days of this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Great church. This pastor known all over the world. And I get a call from him. I don't even know how he got my number. And he said, I need you. I said, sir, he said, I need you in my church. I said, Well, why do you need me? He said, I just was praying and God told me that you were the man to come to my church and help me. Can you come? I said, when do you want me? He said, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. This was Saturday morning. I said, well, sir, I I suppose I could be there. And he started to tell me something. I said, don't tell me anything. I said, you wait and hear me preach. And then you tell me if I heard from God. I don't want to know anything about anything or anybody. You wait and I'll be praying about what God wants me to say and then you tell me afterwards if i was on target well he agreed boy he wanted to tell me when i walked in his office he I, he wanted to dump on me you know everything that's going on. i said don't do it don't tell me you wait until after the service and i was a little you know th- this man had been in the ministry longer than i was old at that time who am i to talk to this man this way but i knew if 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 he knew that I knew because he told me, then it wouldn't have the impact. Okay. So I said, don't tell me, sir, anything about it. And also the Lord had told me to take $10,000 with me to put in the church. So I went to the office before I flew to California, got a check for $10,000 and took it out there. And then I, I, I spoke and ministered. And he and his wife, they were just about to come undone on the front row. I mean, they were just amazed. And uh, come to find out, this church was about to go down the tubes financially. And, And this church had been around for a long, long time. Not only that, there'd been some stuff going on in the church, and God revealed it to me. I talked about it, and they said, man, you were so on target today. It was as if we sat down and told you word for word everything we're going through said, we can't thank you enough for listening to God. And at that point, it saved the church. And he told me years later, if you had, ne- if you had not been there that day, I don't know where we'd be today. And uh, it, it was a, 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 a wonderful thing to know that you'd heard from God. You'd seen in the spirit and you knew what the Lord wanted you to do. Amen. Seeing and knowing is a wonderful thing. Yes. Hallelujah. And so God had used me that way many times. In fact, Joe's traveled with me for over 38 years. Tony travels with me quite often. And they can tell you that in most of the meetings that I do outside of this church, those gifts operate in me uh, many, many times. Not in every service, but most services. And a lot of times I get it in my prayer time before I ever go into the meeting. Sometimes I'll, I'll see it like somebody had set up a, a monitor in my room and I'll see the whole service in the spirit and I'll just go out in the service and reenact what I saw myself doing in the spirit. Amen. And, and, and ministering to people the way I saw it in the spirit. You know, Tony and I were, uh, up in the central part of the United States not too long ago. And, and the Lord said to me during my prayer time, he said, The anointing God's gonna be so strong in your right hand tonight, uh, uh, you, you don't fail to lay hands on people. And the whole time I preached, Tony said, My right hand was out like this, just shaking. I mean, the Spirit of God was on me, the anointing was on me. And boy, when we started ministering, hallelujah, did we have a wonderful service. Amen. So once again, 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says, I want you to be informed. And knowledgeable. So this is something that you should be studying. Not only that, Paul makes it very clear that anybody in the body of Christ can be used in the gifts of the spirit. You don't have to be one of the fivefold offices of ministry. Amen. You can be just a lay person. You can be a housewife. You could be a mechanic. You could could be an accountant. Uh, From time to time, God will use whomever but it's at his will. Amen. It's at his will. And, and we don't try to make something happen. And we don't try to make us ourselves look like we're more important than we really are. Amen. It says he wills. Look at your neighbor and say, it's as the Holy Spirit wills. Amen. And then I want you to drop down to verse seven and notice but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So that tells us that anybody in the body of Christ can be used by the Holy Spirit in the nine gifts of the spirit, but it's as the spirit wills. Then verse eight says, for to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. So notice they both. Are inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen. Amen. And once again, anyone can be used in them. But these two gifts in particular are very prevalent in the offices of the prophet and the apostle. You studied your Bible, particularly the book of Acts, you'll see that there were in Antioch in those days, both teachers and prophets and apostles and so forth. And the apostle Paul was referred to as as an apostle and a prophet. Uh, These ministry gifts of the spirit are prevalent, particularly in the office of the prophet and the apostle. So they should be prevalent in my ministry because that's what I'm called to. Now, I heard Brother Hagin say this time, and I don't remember ever hearing him say it before even though it was on the tape, it was on the recording. Apparently, I got preoccupied and didn't hear him say it at that time when I listened to it years ago. I was probably in the meeting when he said it. But he said, it's it's not uncommon that God will use certain ministers in every office of the ministry. And I thought, that's exactly what the Lord's done with me. I started out as a street evangelist. And then when I moved here to go to work with Brother Copeland, the office of the teacher was added to my ministry. Brother Copeland started having me teach all of the morning services. And I love teaching. That was my favorite thing, man. I mean, if God had just left me as a teacher, I'd been satisfied. I love teaching. And, and then he he added pastor. This is not the first church we've pastored. We pastored another church and founded another church back in the 70s, early 70s called Overcoming Faith Center right here in Fort Worth and pastored it for a number of years and then merged it with Grace Temple so that I could go out to the world. God was opening the nations to my ministry and I couldn't pastor and be here every Sunday and go to the world like God wanted me to. So eventually, uh, I began to travel the world and, and, and over a period of time, I've been in 46 different nations and then God began to add to my Ministry, the office of the prophet, and the office of the apostle. Now, the apostle is one, and we'll talk about this sometime later. But the apostle uh, is anointed to establish works, just like establishing this church. the uh, The apostolic anointing on my life is why this church is here. Yes, right. it started with Carolyn. I was preaching in South Africa. And I was on my way home. And as soon as I got home, walked in the door, Carolyn said, I had a visitation of the Lord while you were gone. I said, well, what did he say? She said, he told us to establish a church right here in Crowley. That There are a lot of hurting people and that he wants us to love them for him through this church. Well, I was not looking to start a church. I already had plenty to do why didn't he tell Carolyn to start it? She got the word, but no. So I became the pastor and I pastored this church for quite some time. And, uh, and, and, and then, you know, my, my demand on me for international ministry. I mean, I, I can't do both. I can't be here every Sunday and, and go to the world like I do. And so eventually, you know, that's, that's how Justin and Annette have become the pastors of the church. Okay, and they're doing a great job. Amen. Amen. But that's, that's, uh, I've had the privilege of functioning in every office. Now, I'm not braggadocious about that. I'm not trying to make me look like something. I'm still just Jerry Savelle. But I know my calling. I don't want to be anybody else. I'm happy being me. I don't want anybody else's anointing. I like the one I've got or the anointings I function with. I'm happy. As Stuart says, after we have a good meal, I'm a happy man. (laughs) Amen. I'm a happy man. And I haven't asked to do any of this it's God. It's by, it's by his choice. God plants people in the body of Christ. Amen. God sets people in the body of Christ. Amen. So notice these two gifts in particular in verse eight, for to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. And notice once again, they are what is referred to, commonly referred to as revelation gifts. Because if you had a word of wisdom for someone, it'd have to come by revelation of the Holy Spirit. If you had a word of knowledge for someone, it'd have to come by revelation of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, there, there are people I minister to from time to time, different people, and I don't know a thing about them in the natural, it may be the first time I've ever met them. But, but I know in my spirit, by revelation, that God wants me to say this to them, or God wants me to minister to them in a certain way. That's the reason they're called revelation gifts. Amen? Amen? Revelation gifts. Now, once again, they can function in anybody in the body of Christ, but the office of the prophet and the apostle, they are a must. Amen? Amen. So, Brother Hagin said in one of his Holy Ghost meetings before he went home to be with the Lord that. The Lord had shown him that these two gifts in particular, Word of Wisdom, Word of Knowledge, would be in greater manifestation as we continue to grow closer to the appearing of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So I've held on to that all these years and I've heard the Lord say during my vacation time, it's time for you to go
1: to another level of this. Are you ready for what God's about to do? Would you like to discover the biblical keys for knowing God's plan for you and your family? In today's special offer, you'll receive Jerry Savelle's new three-part audio teaching, The Spirit of Seeing and Knowing, and his faith-filled book, Receive God's Best. The principles revealed in this special package will equip and position you to be ready for what is coming. God doesn't want you in the dark. He desires to show you what He's about to do. Without revelation knowledge, God's people perish and miss out on his blessing. Now's the time to get in tune with God and live with confidence and faith for his plan. Don't delay any longer. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Seeing and Knowing special package. Your best days are ahead. Discover today how God reveals his plan so you can respond in faith and walk in his goodness and purpose.
0: Wouldn't you like to know what God has planned in your life for the days ahead? You can know it because the Bible says from the ministry of Jesus, when the spirit of truth has come, he will not only lead and guide you into the truth, but he will show you things to come. I depend on that scripture every day of my life. I expect the Holy Spirit to reveal to me what God has planned and I want to be in his perfect will. I don't want to just you know, go through life and hit and miss. I want to know exactly what God wants me to do. I want to know where he wants me to be, and I want to experience what he wants me to experience. This is part of the, the gifts of the spirit that Paul refers to as the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge. Now, one commentary makes this statement, and I probably mentioned it uh, in the broadcast earlier, but I want to say it again if I did. It's important. One commentary states that the, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge relates to strategies and insights, which only God can give strategies and insights. You know, from time to time, you come to a place in your life where you just don't know what to do. You don't know how to handle the situation. Well, that's where the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge comes in. And of course, behind it is the Holy Spirit and he will reveal to you strategies and insights so that you can come out on the other side of this situation a winner in life. It also stated that they are given to assist God's people in continuing to go in the right direction. I don't know about you, but I want to know I'm going in the right direction. You know, I don't, I don't have nightmares, but if I did My worst nightmare would be that I've been going this direction for the last six months and God's been going that direction. I don't want that happening. I don't have that kind of time to waste and neither do you. But with the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge, then God will reveal to you uh, how you can be in the right place at the right time and that you're going in the right direction. So this is very important. This is a study that I did recently at our church, Heritage Faith Christian Center, Right here in Crowley, Texas, and we put together three special CDs covering this subject, and I encourage you to order them right away. And along with that, a little book I wrote some time back entitled Receiving God's Best. You know, through the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of seeing and knowing you can experience God's best in every area of your life. So if you'd like to have these resources, all you have to do is go to our uh, website, uh, go online, jerrysavelle.org. It'll give you all the information on how to order them. And as soon as you place your order, we receive it. We'll get them to you just as quick as we possibly can. Now we got one more week that we're talking about this. And I want to encourage you to make your plans to join with me. Don't fail to miss, uh, or don't fail to watch next week because the last part of it is probably going to be the most important part. So join with me again next week. And until then, remember your faith will overcome the world.